The Career Establishment's Talent Talk Asia podcast is brought to you in partnership with Vincere, the all-in-one CRM for ambitious recruitment businesses. Founded by Asia-based recruiters back in 2012, over a thousand recruitment companies choose Vincere to accelerate their growth. Whether your business is contract, temp, executive search or perm, if you're looking for a new breed of tech partner, talk to Vincere. Visit vincere.com io forward slash talent talk asia for an exclusive offer for all listeners of this podcast hi i'm andrea ross your host and in this series we feature some of the most successful talents from across the region to discuss the forces opportunities and challenges that are shaping the corporate landscape if you're keen to be a guest on the show then please reach out podcast listeners. This is Andrea Ross from Talent Talk Asia. This is a three-part series of casts focused on the built environment. And today I'm meeting Samantha So, Regional Manager for Archer Recruitment, Asia Pacific. Samantha is a force to be reckoned with and a bit of an anomaly considering she's probably one of the only females at her level recruiting within a male-dominated sector, such as construction. With her go-getting personality, it's no surprise that she's been able to build an empire to be proud of. Samantha tirelessly supports gender inequality within the construction industry by frequently running roundtable events to promote careers for females within the construction field, as well as actively sharing best practices and offering strategic advice. Okay, so Samantha, let me just give you a quick little um, intro in regards to your exact experience before I start asking you some questions. So you start you started off with Cobalt Recruitment in 2012 and you focused on real estate construction engineering. Then you moved to Hunter Consulting, um, which I got to say I've never heard of. Um, right, uh, and boutique business as well. Still around. Right, okay. Still around. Okay. Focus on the same space before catapulting your career to Archer Recruitment, where you've been, where you've moved up the ranks over the last four years to now be the regional manager across Asia Pacific, which is quite exciting. Um, So for those people that don't know you so well, tell me a little bit more about Archer Recruitment. Okay. So Archer, we're a um, privately owned um, boutique um, specialist recruitment business in Singapore. Uh, we mm-hmm. started five years ago. David Cox, who's our MD, um, set up the office um, in 2015, I believe. 2015, okay. Um, yeah. Came out from Australia um, and grew the team from there. I joined a year later, um, obviously built the team um, into you know what it is today. Uh, we look at purely on built environments, so across Asia, Asia Pacific, really. Um, so, so, Sam, before you tell yeah. me the, the tell me what the hell built environment so means. Built please. environment would include, you know, your buildings. You know, building something from scratch, essentially. So, anything okay. that involves build, the build process. Um, right. You know, a, from buying a piece of land to to designing a bl- blueprint of a building uh, to building it, essentially. Um, to selling it off uh, or asset managing it. Um, it. It doesn't have to be a building. So it can be a, it could be infrastructure. Infrastructure in, is a more generic term for 
civil works uh, or civil projects, okay. which would be um, your expressways, your highways, your flyovers, your MRT lines, train lines, yep. road lines, um, uh, bridges, um, all the way to even um, constructing a plant. So a plant okay. could be a water treatment plant. It could be a pharmaceutical plant or a manufacturing. Right, facility. it's huge. Then that's a huge. That's a huge sector. Then isn't it? Yeah, sector and data yeah. centers. Obviously, data centers are you know up and coming. Mm. Huge demand for data centers these days. Most more so, than ever now with COVID, because since everyone's telecommuting. Um, yeah, I want to get I want to get into more of that with you in a second. Yeah. Tell tell me your structure then within Arch. Then how are you sort of split? Then how how does how are you sort of um, organize then in regards to all those sectors because it seems to be quite quite a big sector. Yeah, so we we um, got in individual desks uh, across the various verticals. So we've got um, a team who's mainly focused on main contractors. So your you know people who are literally on site building something. Um, right. White collar positions mainly like project managers, construction managers, design managers, um, and your professional engineers. You know, and then we've got um, someone else looking at purely engineering. When I say engineering, I would say more more design based roles. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah. Very very technical positions like uh, professional engineers, electrical engineers, mechanical engineers, civil engineers. These Is are that the quite a big sector then? Is that quite a big sector? I'm, I'm sort of talking really ignorantly here, but no. I always just sort of assume sort of Singaporeans like to do the whole kind of, this is real stereotype, kind of lawyers and accountants and bankers. And is there, is there a real push on, on the electrical engineer and the civil and, and that side, that kind of skill-based type of um, type of roles? Is that still quite popular then? Um, yes. I mean, there's still, you know, there's a big push obviously from the BCA, which is the Building Construction Authority to attract more uh, graduates uh, or the younger generation to get into construction. Right. So there is, so there is a little bit of a drip, drop, drop. Then, do you, would you say uh, then, in I mean, terms I, of getting people in it? Just, just interested to know more than anything. It's, it's, I'm not sure if it's a drop or it's just never really been um, uh, focus. Yeah, yeah. You know, like yeah. it's it's also never really been a hot, uh, you know, industry. Um, yeah. We we'll think about banking and finance. We we'll think about yeah. investment. I mean. People think about law and medical, yeah. mm. but not so much engineering, construction. I mean, it's mm. the most, um, people, pers- it's probably the most pursued subject in school, um, like the, the, oh, really? the a degree, but they then, and then, but then they don't pursue it after the de- they graduate, uh, which is, you know, something that, uh, which is. Why is that? Some, Why is that then? Well, um, it's not a. Uh, Classed as a, uh, I mean, for lack of a better status word, thing, term, sort of status, yeah, yeah. Sexy yeah. Industry, you know, it's not, you know, it, it, it's not desk bound, um, long hours. That's the perception, anyway. Um, um, salary level okay. low, you know. Um, so yeah, various few few different factors. Um, Interesting. Yeah, but then obviously things are changing now, uh, which I'll go into detail later with um, initiatives from the government. From yeah, I want to I want to hear yeah. all about I want to hear about all those. So so you said you're in you're in Singapore, obviously. Um, and I know I've done training days with you guys, where you've had people fly in from Canada and the UK and stuff. So mm-hmm. where are the other offices then? So we've where got another located? office uh, in Toronto, Canada. Mm-hmm. Uh, nice. And then and then two years ago, we also just launched uh, London's office as well. 
Yeah. Okay. So we're that's all. That's where uh, David is now. Right? Yeah, well, that's yeah. where David is based now. Uh, we're yeah. all, you know, focused in the same industry, all built environment. So that's really oh. our, our core expertise across the business on the. Cool, cool. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Okay. So with with obviously we you, you just mentioned about COVID. So with COVID nineteen rearing its ugly head, how's that affected the industries that you serve across Asia Pacific and sort of in you know in what way? Um obviously supply chain disruptions would be one. Mm. Um you know, build uh building um materials import uh, would be uh, obviously would would hold up a lot of works on site um people can't get right contractors can't get you know building materials to to build um their projects on time um so there's a there's got to be a huge delay on that um so does that put a lot of does yeah. that put a lot of pressure in terms of just costing of their whole project yeah, does that have a whole knock-on effect then on yeah on, cost, on yeah definitely yeah. cost problem um you know and and, and a delay a, a, for every, every day the delay a project, there's definitely a cost involved with definitely with much higher costs. Um, yeah. yeah, and and it's just slowing down the process, stalling um, projects as well. Um, so that's one. And then with the whole foreign worker situation in Singapore, um, it, which um, is aggravating the construction industry problem a lot more. Um, yeah, because that's a few thousand, isn't it, in terms of being quarantined? Like 300,000 foreign workers, you know. Jeez. Um, so because of that, construction sites have to stop work, um, which is then, again, obviously going to impact a lot of uh, businesses as well. Um, yeah. You know, men, manpower would be an issue, you know, holding on to, to a team, a project team with no projects to work on. Um, so the, these are, like, various issues that uh, – it's really slowing down the market. Yeah. yeah. What, what, what sort of roles have you seen that have really sort of tanked, you know, in terms of redundancies and areas where it's really been affected? What sort of job types, what kind of industries? I mean, job titles, not so much, but more your sector. Because in construction, there are different sectors. There are people who, who focus more on residential, people who focus more on commercial office uh, build, people who focus more on civil infrastructure projects. Um, I'd say... Civil infrastructure projects probably would be um, less affected because it's public sector, uh, which means, mm. you know, you've got major support from the government. Um, and these are the key right. economic, um, you know, drivers of, it, of, the, of the country. Uh, so yeah. that, that's not going to stop. Um, it's just, yeah. just going to be a delay, you know, and we just have to tie through that process. But I would say, you know, that I've seen some smaller SMEs or, or smaller scale contractors who do mainly your smaller type of residential projects or some small little um, ad hoc projects um, who are suffering. Um, you know, basically just very, it's hard for them to sustain throughout this period. There's no new projects in that sector that's um, really been awarded of late. Right. Um, yeah, so I think I think the the the, pro, the the least affected one would I I would say would be your MRT you know your MRT lines your roads uh, your sewers yeah, anything sort of government related then anything yeah. public sector would probably yeah yeah where the where the work would be 
it's hard because it's it's even difficult for people just to you know go to Malaysia and get work or go go to Indonesia and get work you can't even get on a get on a plane or you know even get to those places or come back so yeah. it's 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 really sort of difficult times yeah. so for that yeah yeah so for those listeners out there that that maybe are, are um, not recruiters but are um candidates or clients that are sitting within or candidates particularly that are sitting within real estate or construction engineering or design type roles Mm -hmm. what roles are coming up at the moment that are that you're working on you know in case they were looking for a move because if they were listening to this podcast I don't want them to sort of perceive that there's no roles out there because I'm sure there are Mm -hmm. because I know you're busy most days (laughs) I'm still working on roles so where where are you seeing those you know within Asia Pack? you know as much as you know COVID has um you know affected most most businesses and most recruitment businesses i mean um i think we we're, we're in somewhat of a good position still because a lot of our work or 60 percent of our work are public sector work so right. there's still jobs going on on our end um it's just moving at a slower pace uh, than usual uh but there's still demand for you know engineering engineering professionals technical people when i say technical i mean design your very your design based roles so your electrical engineers your mechanical mm. civil engineers there's definitely still in any, any level any level sam any particular level no, or is it just um, possible not no particular level. i would say the gap has always been the junior to mid-level engineers that's okay. always been okay. a huge gap you know um it's a huge demand uh, with or without covid so let's get my kids in that then they need to start focusing yeah, on engineering <laughs> then <laughs> <laughs> um, a lot of uh, HQ-based roles as well in, you know, in contractors um, are still hiring. So people who do your tenders, your bids, there's still a lot of public mm. sector projects up, um, up for bids and up for tender. So people are busy doing that, you know. Um, so work is not, has not really stopped on an HQ level uh, or a corporate level. Um, so people are just, or rather clients of ours are still um building their pipeline, future pipeline uh, for projects down the line, um, you know, as they and manage what they have, whatever they have on hand. You, and you, uh, do you also do kind of the corporate type roles within those sectors, uh, like finance yes. or HR? Yes, absolutely. I mean, back support stuff. positions, finance, financial controllers, finance managers, accountants, um, um, HR. Okay. Yeah, that's another desk on its own, um, another vertical there's someone else looking at. So what, what trends have you been seeing within, within sort of sectors within, for, sorry, I can't get my words out, you know, within the fact that construction sites are shut down. I mean, I know just from looking at, we've got an HDB near where I live at, at the dock and it's just, you know, it's like a ghost town. So mm-hmm. with the high proportion of workers that are now sort of quarantined, um, you know, is that sort of pushed kind of contract work for other people? You know, how, is it, or is it just completely, everything's just stopped? Everything's just sort of gone on hold? This is completely stopped um, project-wise, um, but um, it, it's definitely highly disruptive with the foreign worker situation, you know. Um, yeah. But I think, uh, you know, the government's doing well in keeping it under control. Um, they're doing it, you know, with a very careful approach. Um, and they're allowing... Um, some foreign workers to go back to work um, more along the along the lines of essential services, um, and I know that they're trying to reopen um, the construction economy again um, from second of June. So at least ten percent of the projects will go back live. Um, yeah, good. 
so yeah, yeah I start to get back to yeah work. exactly start, start to get back to 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 work um but they they have to do it with you know on probably on a um through phases and not at one yeah. level. Um, yeah. at the moment they're still testing every single they're trying to test every single foreign worker or every single construction foreign worker um, in Singapore and that will take time uh, and, yeah. and some of my clients have uh, some of my clients have not uh, been um, tested yet in their dormitories so until that's done they can't really start work um, wow yeah but, yeah but I mean, obviously there are exceptions like uh, like critical projects for example uh, your MRT projects your sewers your tunnels anything that could compromise the safety uh Right, their priority. Yeah, so if, I would have so, to would have to start first. So that's. So if you're recruiting that space, stick to the sewages, stick oh, to the MRTs. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> it's like percent um, of our work anyway. So. <laughs> so just from a client perspective, that the clients that you support, do you think companies will keep these kind of work from home practices? Because I'm sort of hearing a lot of buzz at the moment around. Well, why do we? You know, why do we need an office? You know. We've actually adjusted really well. Um, everyone's kind of got their groove. We could save a bit of money. I mean, are you kind of, are you hearing that? Are you seeing that at the moment with clients that things might change change very differently on how they set up? Um, yes and no. Um, yes, some companies with already good internal practices will um, start to adapt to the new norm, they call it. Um, you know, I've, I've just um, attended a webinar with um, you know, one one very uh, prolific contractor in Singapore um, who have shared, you know, their practices moving forward and tips on how to restart their business. Um, so I think there's going to be a lot of um, uh, new SOPs uh, across these organizations, like enhanced measures, um, the use of technology, definitely a lot more, um, a lot of emphasis on safety, for sure. Uh, yeah, which then, yeah. then would slow down the process, you know, with with projects, yeah. you know, going back up again, um, because they have to sort all these things out before they can start work again. So that's um, that's something that uh, they'll probably have to do down the line, and for probably forever moving forward. Um, so there's definitely going to be a big push in technology. Um, so there's a lot of new construction technology being ad- adopted here. Um, Slowly, slowly but surely um there's one that's called the dfma which is your um basically using new technology uh to for prefabrication um and pre-casting so it's a lot faster it's it's, what does that stand for digital something or other (laughs) sorry what was that what what does it stand for DFMA. Uh, it stands for Design for Manufacture and Assembly. Design for Manufacture and Assembly. It, it ah, means Singapore design, with, the, with the yeah, it's acronyms all the time. Manufacturer. So it's it just means that um, they get the material. They do they use technology to, to to build these materials, and then it just becomes a lot faster. Um, it's like faster to build. Um, so it saves costs. Um, it shortens the time. So there's a lot of um, companies adopting that technology at the moment. So you'd see a lot of uh, um, initiatives across digital build, you know, meaning using like BIM softwares, um, a lot of AI, a lot of robotics, um, essentially eliminating paper and possibly, yeah. possibly labor at some point. Yeah. 
Yeah, well, obviously, with what's going on, it's, yeah. It's, it's, and yeah, it's, to go it's back on, though, isn't it? Yeah, because I said yes and no earlier. No, because some companies are really behind, um, and you know, it's not been. I think it's also a cultural, um, uh, a cultural uh, difference, you know, mm. between a local company and an MNC. Um, yeah. Yeah, it'll take a little bit longer to get a little bit longer for us. Changed. Local companies. I mean, we've never been. We've never. We've never really worked from home, or never used to, to be working from home, especially within this yeah. particular sector. Uh, so that's something that everybody's got to get used to. So that will take a lot of time. Um, uh, yeah, it's the small things, isn't it? It's the small things. It's like, yeah. you know, when everyone knew it was going to be a lockdown, IKEA had a massive queue because everyone had to go and buy desks. So if people have never worked from home before, I know. You know I think I, yes, I've they, always I've worked from home for quite a few years, and then yeah. I just got an office, which was bad timing on my side getting an office. So then, yeah. <laughs> and now I'm not even in exactly. it. But uh, <laughs> but I think uh, for some people, it's completely new having to kind of you know it's do video huge. conferences from your bedroom and yeah, huge and all, shift, and all like, sorts huge of things. Shift for us in the yeah. So uh, that's that's going to take a lot of time. Um, you know, they, they but there's a lot more trade. There's a lot more training on how to be using video conference, isn't there? Which we all just sort of took it for granted. The odd meeting yeah. now, it's kind of you know so much more sophisticated. Um, yeah. I just had. I got, I got to tell you a really quick story, which my hopefully my friend won't listen to this podcast. Um, her husband was doing a video conference to all his clients um, about how to use video conferencing professionally, and his wife walked past right. in her bikini and her underwear. Oh, <laughs> she didn't. Oh. She did. She did. I didn't realise that he was recording. Luckily, she's she's a, a fitness, so she actually, she's a fitness girl. So luckily, she's got a good bod. But um, <laughs> oh, it was I just I just thought it was hilarious. He actually posted it on Facebook, so I know I'm allowed to say it. I know it's out there and it, out there in there. But yeah, lessons are uh, to be careful about what's going on in your background if you are going to be working from home. But anyway, I know we're going off on a tangent now. Let me bring you back. Um, so how is the how is the government supporting the whole sort of sector at the moment? You know. This, the whole the construction, the real estate, the, this whole built environment. You know, what are you seeing that the government are doing to trying to, to support support that to support that particular area? Talent Talk Asia is brought to you in partnership with Vincere, the all-in-one CRM for ambitious recruitment businesses. Visit vincere.io forward slash Talent Talk Asia for an exclusive offer for all listeners of this podcast. I mean, there's definitely the the uh, wage uh, subsidy. You know, these um, what do they call it? Something like a uh, God, I forgot. Yeah, wage sub wage subsidy. That's Basically, a wage Just... subsidy. There's a name for it. Yeah, um, yeah. So that's that's definitely gonna help um, um, local workers, especially. Um, then there's the extension of contractual obligations uh, without penalty for a period of six months. Um, yeah. You know, obviously, they, they are also handling the foreign uh, foreign worker situation as well, um, assisting the uh, contractors and supporting them um, on that issue. Um, and um, there's a lot of implementations um, for uh, basically safe distancing, safe distancing measures across sites, across offices. Um, you know, the sending uh, MOM officers down to companies to provide briefs and training um, right. to staff uh, to help, you know, 
get through, I mean, basically help them get through this time and help them restart the business once the, once they lift the circuit breaker. So these are efforts from the government that's um yeah awesome that's brilliant isn't it yeah. that's that focus there how, how do you think singapore can use covid to increase the well not so much use covid but how can singapore yeah. sort of increase the number of locals coming into the built environment space how can that be encouraged a bit more more people coming into those areas i, I think uh, just just elaborating on my on on the the, the digital point, um, the evolution of going digital is definitely going to be a huge um, attractant for, um, you know, young graduates or the younger yeah. generation. You know, they, they are, that's all they know at the moment, right? They, they're born with technology. So um, that's, that's something that's going to be, you know, pushed very, um, big time uh, by the BCA. Um, so there's a lot of um, talk about that, a lot, a lot of advanced construction techniques as well. Um, yeah, and, and the perception of construction being labor intensive, being you know, manual labor, being mm. under the hot sun. Uh, could yeah. So it's all about really changing the mindsets, educating the public, educating the younger generation. Um, yeah. Rolling out all these um, new digitalization um, initiatives you know, quite aggressively, um, publicizing it, um, and, and really pushing, you know, the, the uh, industry, because I think, um, there's a lack, um, already there's a lack of talent. So, uh, you know, there's, there's definitely a lot more that needs to be done, um, at the moment. Um, which I mean, the BCA are already doing it by promoting and funding, um, some initiatives to attract graduates, like doing, going to their schools, going to universities, to roadshows. Oh, they are. Um, right. Yeah. Okay. Tying up with universities to provide uh, certain uh, construction courses or engineering courses, uh, training yeah. programs. That's already been, you know, been, been done. Or are still Things, thing is, though, it's, it's also about educating parents, though, isn't it? Yeah. It's all well and good, isn't it? It doesn't always, sometimes it's the parents' influence, isn't it? Yeah. You know, if you've got a family that are all lawyers and or medics and you're asking them to go into construction, yeah. uh, it's, it's yeah. always a, you know, it, in Asia, it can be that families. Exactly. Yeah. It's also it like, you know, quite heavy. and I, I mean, there's always been an issue with, you know, a sa- the salary, a uh, huge uh, gap in salary as well in that sector. So it's not very attractive, uh, but hopefully with more technology coming in, more technology being adopted, um, you know, that would, definitely decrease um, um, the demand for, for labor, right. which, right. Which, which, which would increase profit margins, hopefully, on projects. And then that could be reinvested into more professional development. So in a way, I mean, it, it definitely helps in the long term. I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to, I know initially I was going to go on to some other questions. I'm actually going to skip a little bit and go on to some gender bias in the construction industry and then go back to my okay. other previous questions, if that's okay. Because I think we were sort of on those lines of, I mean, of, you know, often within sort of the construction areas, it can, as you'd mentioned, it can be sort of looked down by society um, that the industry is not seen as a place where someone can learn professional skills or advance their career or be compensated with, with decent wages and benefits. So mm-hmm. just from a female perspective, because I know this is something that you're quite passionate about, you know, how has that had an effect on getting females into built environment? Um, is, is it still a problem out here? I know it is. Sort yeah, of it, but, you know, is, it, it, is it a problem? It is a problem, right? It's, okay. Uh, again, it's. A, a, Why is that? There's a cultural element to it. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's just not a sector where uh, 
females tend to want to pursue. You know, it's not. Um, also, I think it maybe because it's not been promoted enough. Uh, I think there's not enough initiatives on that front. Um, so, do, so what do BCA do that? Do what? What do they do particularly to get, or or don't they, in terms of encouraging well, that? In all honesty, there isn't any initiatives. Uh, I've not seen any. Uh, not just by the BCA. Not not any anyone in in Singapore. In all honesty, all right. That's quite disappointing, um, then, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it's it's going to be a long road, um, you know. But I think it's people have to start paying attention to the fact that you know, women are 50% of the population, which means you're losing yeah. 50% of the potential workforce in construction. Yeah, especially when you're struggling to find talent in the first place. Exactly. <laughs> it exactly. seems a little bit of a no-brainer, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah exactly. So it's really shifting mindsets again, you know, um, really and I know, influencing the young and all that. So, And I know we've spoken about this, bef- this before when we, we've called up about the chairperson is actually a woman though <laughs> for BCA so yeah. I kind of I kind of would have hoped to have seen a little bit more you know, a little bit more focus on that but maybe she's doing stuff in the background that we don't know about maybe maybe I should be reaching out to her and getting her on the podcast she's, and uh, she's, actually, out what she's, um, she's actually set up a association for women in construction in Singapore um Okay, so, yeah, so what, she, what, what have you seen that's been happening there then? I mean, what I events have gone? There's still, um, I think it's very new at the moment. So they're also organising certain events. Um, um, what new? What new? Months. New over the last ten years? No, no, no. Actually, it's just the last two years. So, oh right, okay. Shock! It's just only the last two years that we have, oh. we have an association for women in construction, which is well, that is pretty good, actually, isn't it? Well, that it's better good. late than never. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, the fact that no one ever like talks about a woman who uh, about somebody in who's the chairperson of the institute of engineers in singapore who's a woman mm. it's just mm. you know uh, it's just telling right that uh, there's just not enough attention not enough recognition and it's what do I, you I think yeah i don't think there's any i don't think there's inequality in terms of pay or i don't think there's a bias okay. if you're a female okay i don't think so i think we're but there's not a focus, though. There may not be a bias, but there's not. But there isn't a there's no focus. Publicity. There's no recognition. There's no awareness around, uh, uh, you know, you know how we can increase the female workforce in the industry. Which. So tell tell me about the event that I I went along to last no October November oh, time. Right. Uh, tell tell me a little bit more about that that you guys organised. Were you personally organised? So we 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 organised our first ever. Um, women in built environment uh, event last October. Um, that's um, like a, uh, I would say a flagship event for a series we call women in built environment for mm-hmm. uh, within Archer. Um, so when I say built environment, we of course we've invited everybody from real estate, not just construction, um, everybody, yeah. from, you know, your, your project management consultancies, your engineering companies, and of course then the contractors as well. Um, yeah. Yeah, it was a success, so a resounding success, actually. I uh, didn't expect it to turn out. Um, so we, we actually had um, two keynote speakers from the industry who were female um, and in senior positions that shared their stories. What, yeah, what were they, what, what were they, where were they from? What, 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 you know, what sector, for instance? What? Yeah, so we've got directors of projects uh, in, with a boutique developer in Singapore. She, her background yeah. is a chartered engineer. Um, awesome uh, which is a huge is that the Aussie one is that the Aussie Asian lady yeah 
Aussie yeah, English. Yeah, I like to. Yeah. Yeah, Australian yeah, English. Yeah, yeah, really good. Yeah, so she was... And then there was another lady, wasn't and there? And then there was one, uh, Hui Sing, who's the um, MEP manager, MEP meaning mechanical, uh, electrical manager, yeah. Uh, yeah. with a project, ma- project management consultancy, but she's since moved on to an even bigger role uh, on the client. Oh, has she? Yeah, with, she? with a... Yeah. Okay. I, I love that event. One, one because I've never gone to an event where it's focused on the construction industry because we never did it at Robert Walters, so I have absolutely no idea so, so much about that sector. Um, and I just thought it was a really great turnout. But what I thought was also interesting was just this, the feeling in the room in terms of just people, the, the women that were there of all different levels and there were some real young little puppies as well that were there that were just so excited to be part of something that was completely new. You know, it was... You know, that nothing had been, they had not, never organised anything, gone to something like this before. But also I think the speakers were really talking quite sort of very much from their heart, like the challenges, the barriers that they were facing and that how they overcome them. Like one, I think um, the lady, the mechanical engineer, lady, she had kids and just trying to juggle the hours. And and, and, yeah. and I think she was, all, I think one topic that came up that was, that created quite, quite a lot of discussion was that whole mentoring as well, wasn't it? Mm. Was just the need for, women in construction to have a to yeah. have a mentor or whatever exactly. that person and may look men like. Women really mentor. I mean I've, I've, exactly. I've got a lot of great mentors in my life for men. So we need more people like that now to support one another. Yeah. Um, but that but that whole need to promote yeah. them within the industry. I yeah. thought it was a really I thought it was a really good event. Is that something that you're gonna continue to do? Yeah for sure. It's gonna be a series so we're gonna do it um hopefully on an annual basis. But with the COVID situation we probably have to rethink yeah um probably do one virtually. Um, the yeah. session we were, we were planning to do was around table. Um, is that's mm. now um, hit a bit of a buff. Off, um, off the so, cards for a bit, yeah. yeah. But we're uh, we're going to get back on it. Um, I'm also actually speaking to the Association for Women in Construction. Um, met them a couple of times and we're thinking about uh, planning something together for the next event. So good. Okay. So we have to watch that space then in regard. Yes. Watch that space into that. That's awesome. Okay. I want to get, um, move back then to the questions I was going to ask before. Um, just, I know, I know sort of one topic that we speak about and I speak to a lot of recruitment heads about the same thing is just that internally trying to find really great talent of recruiters to come into real estate construction, you know, versus, when you're looking for a sales and marketing person or a, or a banking person or, or HR, it always seems to be a real challenge trying to find someone within your area. Talk, talk me through why that is and, and, and what, what is it that you tend to look for? Why is it so hard? Um, well, rec- the, the thing is recruitment has, um, it, there's no, I mean, you don't get enough people who, who remain um, in the industry for very long. There's not, not much longevity. Um, what, why? Why is that? I think it's, it's, a, it's, it's a very challenging industry. It's very sales-based, it's target-driven. So it's either you make it or you don't. Um, but it's the same as any, that could be the same as any industry. So why is it any different? I, I think it, the, the difference is that you just deal with, um, you deal with people on a daily basis, so it's a little bit different. The dynamics are very different. Um, there's a lot of um, emotional turmoil. Uh, on its- what, what, what do you mean? Come on, dish it to me. I don't know what you yeah, mean. Yeah, I mean, like, you work with people, people will let you down, you know, office, you know. Right. 
falling out. So that, or, um, so, so, so that kind of not professionalism, but you, 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 it's a bit of a roller coaster. Uh, you can't yeah, yeah, definitely not, but, not going to prepare you for the emo- emotional roller coaster for sure. So it's just going right. to hit you like a, like a probably sledgehammer. Um, yeah. So and, <laughs> and 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 of course, there's a lot of. Um, there's a lot of people trying to get in the market as well. So the comp- competition is definitely stiff. You know, every company, every recruitment company wants the same kind of talent. You know, they want, they want the best in the business. So, you know, you've got to fight for the person really. So that's, that's so what, kind of challenge. So what is the best of the best for you? What, 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 you know, if I've got someone listening to this podcast, absolutely hates their job at the moment or hates their boss <laughs> yeah. um, or wants to move jobs and would like to either move into your area um, in terms of construction or what, what, what does that person need to look like that you would be interested in? I mean, the most basic, um, characteristic probably would be drive. You know, I need mm. to be driven and constantly driven. Okay. Well, constantly is, is probably a big ask. No, nobody, no, no, no one, no one, no one could yeah. be as driven as you, yeah. as you uh, sound. It's a bit of a hard call there. Okay. Yeah. So like, I mean, <laughs> Driven, um, mostly, you know, uh, obviously look at track record is what the other thing. Um, right. Well, like consistency. Consistency. Yeah. And, and just going back to challenges also, not a lot, people have to understand that you've, you've got to hit the phones really hard. Um, and that's something that a lot, not a lot of people like to do, you know, uh, yeah. they say yeah. they don't want to be micromanaged, you know, they shouldn't, they shouldn't be pegged to their KPIs. It should be results driven. Um, but then again, if you don't do, don't, if you don't do those things and you don't perform, you know, what, what are we going to use to measure? So that's another challenge, I think. Um, so yeah, so I'm looking for that. I mean, I don't, it's not, I don't really have super high expectations to be honest. Um, you know, just the basic ones. Um, I think the other so you have to have background in that field. And not really, not really. I think uh, okay. you can easily transition from desk to desk, you know. I mean, not so but, far, but obviously. You're not somebody doing IT, you know, to come in. Because that's a completely different ballgame. It depends on the level as well, you know. If you're talking about a junior consultant or a consultant level, yeah, we, we would explore somebody from any industry. But somebody okay. who's on a senior to, to manager level, you know, would probably have to have some form of relevant experience. Um, Again, I mean, already in my industry is so niche. This is purely built environment. Real estate construction is already very niche. So it's kind of really narrowing that, that pool of candidates yeah. by a lot more. Uh, and that makes it a lot harder for us. So that, yeah. to answer your question, yeah, on that. Yeah, no, I, um, I, yeah. I think, uh, yeah, I mean, what I really look for is somebody who is, um, they have to be passionate about the industry you're recruiting for. That's a hmm. huge plus if you're passionate yeah um we could deal with the highs and lows a bit better yeah i mean it's it's the, it's if you're recruiting for real estate if you're recruiting for the environment for construction you need to be passionate about it you know yeah you see the value behind doing that um if you're yeah. passionate about it generally you're just going to be very good at it because you're going to know yeah. everything that's going to happen in the industry the, the ins and outs the people who are moving around you know everybody you're so well connected um that is the edge that you'd have over everybody else. It's just recruiting for a living. Love it. 
Love it. So you've you've obviously you've moved into a more senior role now as regional director of Archer Recruitments, the rather swanky. I know <laughs> Sam's gonna hate me for saying this, but when her promotion picture came out, she didn't even comment on it. It's like, yeah, I know. Yes, I know I've got promoted and Dave's like, Congratulations. Dave's the boss, obviously. Congratulations. Sam's like, Oh god, I just hate all this publicity. <laughs> I just love I just loved it. It's brilliant. Me and Dave just love watching watching you squirm with any social media yeah. posts. You hate any Perfect. attention it's, it's absolutely brilliant posted it like 10 times i think in one week i'm like <laughs> enough of that right enough. i know i know i love it i just love it um so how how have you adapted from well yeah i want to ask you how, have you adapted going from a high biller consultant because i know you're still a high billing consultant but how are you adapted to now taking top on biller, actually oh top oh top <laughs> Oh, hey, 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 top biller. Um, so how have you adapted to now taking on the extra responsibilities of leading the office now that obviously Dave's, you know, building up the UK business and um, yep. you now looking after that Asia Pacific. So how has that transition, transition been just for anyone that's, that's going to be moving into a role like that? It's always good to know your tips or what, you know, what was good, what was scary, what do you love, what do you hate? Yeah, I think, you know, I think it's not much of a, it's not much of a change for me moving into that role because I think uh, there was there's been a good um, period of time where I was groomed to take on that role mm. um, so it's gradual so it's fairly easy transition for me so it's not like huge shock um, there's not there's not like massive additional responsibilities either because I've already been been managing since day one with Archer um, it's just now managing a bigger team and probably looking at more commercial strategic um, matters for the business. Um, So that's, that's definitely changed for me a bit. So looking at, I mean, PNL has always been there for me, but this is looking at the wider business PNL, looking at how, how we can grow within the region and not just Singapore. So possibly other countries uh, in the future. Uh, So more strategic stuff uh, in that sense. Um, how we're going to grow Singapore, how we're going to diversify our business as well. Uh, yeah. So what does, what does the future look like? What does the future look like for, um, for Archer? We're, we're definitely going to continue to build the team. We want to eventually be the you know, number one recruitment company in, in, in built environment. Um, you, you heard it here first. So when, when I do the second cast with Cobalt and... Uh... Yeah, nobody's going to say I want to be second. Um, definitely first. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's definitely, you know, a, a mission or a goal, at least for me. Um, we are going to remain specialized and focused within the industry. Uh, we will build out different, probably branch out the different verticals we already have in place so right to internally promote uh, our existing senior consultants uh into building their own small little pods of teams um we might eventually also diversify the business but not veering too far away from built environment we want to still stay within the sector um, but what we, way? What what sectors it. is that? Oh, we could look at we could look, look at prop tech. You know, we're looking at prop tech as well at the moment. No idea what that what that Property means. Technology, so using technology oh, within property. Right. So that you sounds quite like, obvious now. You know, within, for example, like you go into a building and then a robot greets you instead of a customer service. Person. That sounds brilliant. 
That sounds like a perfect marriage as well. I, I already it? know a, a company that's doing that. One of my clients doing that. They're fantastic. Very invested into robotics at the moment, so that's one initiative. So that's an area that's we can what, definitely look at. That sounds really exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what about that whole renewable energy side? That seems uh, to be an area. I mean, that's, that's another quite area a... we're, we're growing. I mean, um, we we've really started to have that. Uh, I mean, we've really started looking into that industry uh, a year in. So. Um, but so your your strategy to build something like that in would you hire someone that's got existing experience in it or would you develop from within and move someone over like what 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 would you find that energy, works best um uh, i th- with some form of experience on that desk uh, uh, or at least an overview of that desk i think we definitely need somebody senior and preferably within that industry um it's it's a challenging industry if you're if you don't have experience because then you there's a lot of time that needs to be invested if you need to build a desk from scratch. Um, yeah. And the, the, it's just the nature of that desk where, you know, most of the roles are not in Singapore. So everything's out, of, basically everything's regional or global. Um, so the reach is a lot further. Um, you know, it's just no visibility. So that's something that's a very challenging thing to manage. And you know, probably more of a seasoned uh, recruiter would be ideal. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Is there anything else you want to tell the tell the world the future of Archer? Anything you want to leave as your parting words? Um. Wow. I mean, the future of Archer. I mean, we. I think uh, we've already made a name for ourselves in the in the short five years that we've around. Uh, we've won you know multiple awards. Um, at the Global Recruiter Awards. Um, we won Best Newcomer, you know, first year into our business. Um, so we're looking down the line at probably being the best specialist business um, in Singapore, possibly Asia in the future. Uh, oh, it's fine talk. It's fine talk. That's the vision. There's, no, there's not going to be anybody like uh, anyone else like us um, in the next two to three years. Um, we're crushing competitors. So, I mean, we've got, of course, I mean, I appreciate comp- competition for sure. I mean, they make, they make us want to be better, right? Oh, I love you, um, Sam. You're brilliant. Yeah, I hope Marcus Davis-Bateman is hearing this. Uh, yeah, he, he's going to be hearing it because I'm doing, I'm, doing I'm doing his interview tomorrow. So, uh, for uh, the, next, the next podcast on this series is uh, Ethan Tan from Anexium Partners, which is a venture with uh, Next Wave. Uh, and hmm. then I've got Marcus Davis-Bateman, who's uh, MD for Colbot Recruitment. So yes, uh, I'm not sure there'll be as fighting talk as, as, as yourself, because I think you're, you're probably a lot more, uh, lot more gobbier than they are. <laughs> <laughs> um, I want to thank you so much for sharing about your world. I want to say big thanks for pushing the uh, the, the, the gender side for women in construction. I love the events that you run. I'm looking forward to seeing more of those, whether they are virtual, whether they're face-to-face. Mm-hmm. Uh, for Dave that's listening in the UK, hi, hope you enjoyed the podcast. She did it, she nailed it. <laughs> and uh, I just want to thank you so much for your time. Thanks, really thanks appreciate for having it. me, Andrew. All right, take care. Thanks a lot. Bye. Bye. You have been listening to Talent Talk Asia podcast by The Career Establishment. To learn more about The Career Establishment, our people and our latest thinking, visit us at www.thecareerestablishment.com or find us on LinkedIn, Twitter and Facebook.